Did you know that the top five jobs that employ the most people in the South are healthcare, retail, manufacturing, education, and hospitality? Though the tech field is gaining a huge foothold in some of our bigger cities, like Austin, Dallas, Raleigh, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Welcome to the Lore of the South. Hey y'all, welcome back to Lore of the South with me, your host, Kelly Cruz. Well y'all, we hit another milestone, thanks to y'all. We broke 2,500 downloads just in time to release this 25th episode. Thank y'all for listening, and I hope you're enjoying what you hear. I went back and forth about what to talk about on this episode, and after realizing that the original topic for today would be the third Texas story in a row, I figured I had better table that one for the next episode, so I started filling around for what today's topic should be about. Well, we just had Labor Day, so let's talk about haunted workplaces. Welcome to episode 25, Working Overtime. In my little internet research, I found lots of stories out of restaurants, hotels, and the like. But I think I'll save the hotel and B&B stories for their own episode. Many of these restaurant stories happen after closing time. One server tells how she was alone working the front of the house after the kitchen was closed for the night. And at the time, she was completely alone on the floor. When she heard what sounded like pots and pans literally being clanged together, she went to the kitchens to investigate and found that the lights were all out All of the pans and utensils were in their proper places, waiting for the next day's activities. And there wasn't a living soul in sight. The server then returned to her designated location and hoped to goodness a patron would come in so that she didn't have to wait out the remaining two hours of her shift alone. She then goes on to report that when she talked to the overnight cleaning staff, that they too had often heard clanging and clattering in the kitchen. Would go and see if there was an intruder, and find that the kitchen was dark and silent, save for the hiss of pilot lights and for the occasional crashing of the ice machine. In another restaurant, this one located in what had once been a 200-year-old house. The owner reports a feeling of general spookiness in certain areas of the old home, especially in the basement or attic, where he and his staff report sudden temperature changes that go from summertime warm to bone-chilling cold. The major occurrence happened after the restaurant had been closed for a bit. Upon reopening, the staff entered the kitchen to witness a coffee pot hovering in midair. When the witnesses all gasped, the pot dropped suddenly to the ground and shattered. Our last story from the food service world takes place in a coffee shop, where the staff have come to believe that something terrible must have happened in the building. One of the baristas, the only one who happened to be in the lobby at the time, heard a disembodied voice gasp, Where are my hands? Was there a building accident here? Or could there have been some other industrial accident that caused the worker to lose both of his hands? They'll also hear voices whispering hello or calling for help. Other reports from the coffee shop claim to see things or people out of the corners of their eyes. When they turn to look, no one is there. They hear things fall and can find no evidence of falling objects. Lastly, while working in the back, 
The bells on the door will be heard to ring, and when they step out front, the shop will be completely empty and still. Next in the workplace hauntings brings us to the library. In a Civil War era college library, one librarian tells the tale of being the Friday night closer and the Saturday opener. And what should be the quietest of times in the library isn't always the case. From the sounds of fluttering book pages that when investigated immediately stop until the librarian walks away only to start up again. They hear sounds of murmuring and will see people disappear into the book stacks who aren't really there. In one instance, while alone in the break room, our reporter from the library relays a detail of having the word hello whispered into her ear by a male voice. She thought that she would recognize the voice as a co-worker, who at the time was at least one floor above her. Y'all know the saying, you're never alone when in the company of a good book? Well, I guess in an old library, this could be amplified a bit and even given a double meaning. And this last story comes from my little town in North Florida. It is one that I experienced myself a few years ago while working in a craft store that has recently closed its doors. I worked in this location before its actual opening. I was one of the early hires, one of the people who put the store together. We filled the shelves, we built the displays, and applied thousands upon thousands of labels. Once the store was open, I had a fairly open availability and got to work a prime shift during the day. But as time moved on, it became apparent I was one of the associates that could get stuff done. I was cross-trained into the frame shop and could pretty much work any department in the store. So this made me more valuable as a closer. I'd be a big help to the closing manager in the evenings by covering the floor, the frame shop, and being able to check out customers if needed. Per usual, we'd have three associates closing at night. We closed somewhere between 9 and 10 p.m. depending on the day of the week or the time of the year. I don't know how many of y'all have been in a store after closing and the lights all dim, but it creates a creepy ambiance. Well, soon after I'd started closing, I began to notice things, like what appeared to be a person headed down an aisle after we'd already cleared the store. We'd hear things fall in the back, go investigate, and find nothing out of place. One of my coworkers said, oh, we hear that kind of stuff all the time and never thought anything of it until you started to spook us out. All these things continued until I left that job and went to help my husband with his DSD business. But me being me, the paranormal enthusiast that I am, I began to ask questions about what had been on that piece of land before our local tiny mall was built. Well, come to find out that where the mall stands used to be a private airfield for a local crop duster and y'all i mean like an actual crop duster not something that your dad does to you walks away and laughs all right well he worked out of this tiny airfield for years serving the local farmers until he crashed his plane into this very field and tragically died the crash took place in nearly the exact spot where my old store stands today so maybe it's the old pilot just letting us know he's still around. And who knows? I found all these stories online except for my personal story, of course. As always, my sources will be included in the show notes so that credit is given where credit is due. The only side note I have is if you think someplace is haunted or something's going on, do some research. 
you may not be able to find like an address online for what happened or something that happened at an exact address but you can always go on to like a county property appraisers website or a tax collectors website and it'll give you a list of people's names who have lived in a certain address if it's a private home maybe not so much a business but if it was a once a home you know this could be helpful and then there's you know resources like ancestry.com and other free resources online where maybe you can get names of people who might have lived in the location at once and maybe find some answers to what may be going on in the location that you think might be haunted. And with that one side note out of the way, I do have a couple of podcast recommendations for y'all. First up is Monsters Among Us by Derek Hayes. This is a call-in show where listeners leave a voicemail of an experience and then Derek reviews the call usually giving both collaborating information and also maybe an alternative explanation to what happened to the caller. My second recommendation, which I might have given before, is Expanded Perspectives with Cam and Kyle. If y'all like my accent, you'll love these two old boys from Texas. They cover every aspect of the paranormal, mostly in story form and sometimes by doing interviews. If you check them out, let them know that Laura the South sent you. One week from today, we'll be at Halloween Horror Nights 30, and I cannot wait. And if you're interested in seeing some pics from that, look for us on social media. We have accounts on both Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the show's name, Laura the South. And I always post pics to go along with each episode as well. And if you yourself have any workplace stories you want to share, or if you just want to chat, you can email us at laurathesouth at gmail.com. Please be so kind as to leave us a written five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. And with that, we'll talk to y'all next time on Lore of the South.